This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Time to get geeky, get awesome. It is the awesome cast on Mike Sorg at Sorgatron Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're ready to talk some uh, techy things, geeky things with you this evening or whenever you check this. This is a podcast. Why am I saying this evening? What the heck? This is timeless. <laughs> it's timeless, right? Uh, but we have with us, um, everybody's on some sort of assignment or whatnot. So Shiloh uh, uh, and Katie will be joining us in the coming weeks and everybody else. But joining us. Uh, in studio from pghmuseums.org, Brian Crawford. Oh wait, where's your pe- where's your thing? There it is. Ah, so wrong what, button. What he's trying to say. First off, excuse me. I'm enjoying a, some slice on Broadway. There you go. Best pizza here in Pittsburgh. Um, basically, what Sorg's trying to say is everybody else was out, so he had to like scrape <laughs> the bottom of the barrel. Or at least this guy you're will on show the slack. Up. You're on the slack, and you're right down the road. At so least, he's like, at least this guy's breathing. <laughs> We can get him on here. You didn't. He's so he's so unprofessional. He comes on eating a you know pizza. Can't even uh, keep his words together because he's got food all through his mouth. But you know I couldn't Listen, help it. The slice on Broadway is just so good. You're just you're helping everybody out as executive producer. You're pitching in. I appreciate it because nobody wanted me to do a solo show. No, nobody wants me to talk by myself for forty five minutes. Because I don't even know if I get the forty-five minutes. Um, it would have been an interesting experiment, and nobody would have wanted to hear it. So, so. he's just like, "Let's get this adult in. At least it's <laughs> someone I can talk with." Uh, I haven't talked to you in so long. Actually, you've been on the the. I need to get you get you in soon, and it was just like, Brian, I need to get you on this week. <laughs> like, no, 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 I have a need to get you on this week. So. Um, but thus are the. Um, I don't know. It's a weird nexus. It's July. Everybody's doing has stuff going on it's crazy um meanwhile i'm alone <laughs> sitting in my apartment just like staring at the phone waiting, waiting for, for the to call. call hoping for some social interaction please please and then sorg's over there ah oh, shit finally all right we'll we'll bring him in we'll give him this one oh, nobody no. else can make it oh no that's not how I meant that to go. <laughs> Anyways, this is the Awesome Cast. Check out everything at awesomecast.com. Um, email us at awesomecast.com. Awesomecast on the Twitter. Of course, we have a great Facebook group, a Discord, and a Reddit for you to share stories throughout the week and, uh, and discuss what's going on. And of course, we're live here every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time on our Awesomecast Facebook, YouTube twitter and over on the sorgatron media twitch page as well and we got the chat rooms up for about everything here so we appreciate everybody that does uh check in with us during the show um out there i see dave ponder is joining us in the chat room uh hi awesome including brian uh (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) Ponder. so there you go you're appreciated see see the chat room loves you thank you Uh, (laughs) thank you i am not worthy (laughs) Uh, and also thanks to our friends that are uh, helping share the awesomeness over at postindustrial.com doing a lot of great work for the Rust Belt and thank you to our patron supporters at patreon.com slash awesome class including our executive producer Brian 
it was here. <laughs> um, I listen. You know what? My next step was going to send out something to the Patreons about having a uh, Patreon free for all night of sorts. Um, and then, and you are at the top of the list. Oh, look so at that. see, so that's... I'm at the bottom of the call list, but the top <laughs> of the uh, the money list. Oh, but you're the first one to call, <laughs> right? There's you, and then there's our friends at the Coffee Club: Matt Weller, John Carmen, Cynthia Klosky, Scott McDaggart, and Mike Bound, and our friends at the Fan of the Show level: Michael Fedor, Professor Buzzkill, and Dave Podner. You guys can support the show too at Patreon.com/slash/AwesomeCast. We do get some some extra messages and uh, and uh, some some behind the scenes stuff every once in a while over on that Patreon. And thank everybody that is supporting and keeping this show going. We do very much appreciate it and we do appreciate talking awesome things of the week and you got a pretty big one here this week from the sounds of it you yeah. got you got a me i'm happy i got a Roomba last week you got something a little more special yeah so i mean i don't know if i would say i'm i'm, I'm lucky that at uh, the price i got this this at but i don't know that the circumstances are great i'm driving my car and the lights above, like the you know the button you click, the light near like the uh, the visor, it mm -hmm. starts like coming on and off at different times. So I'm like, it, it might just be something small, but I'm 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 thinking it was time to upgrade, and I decided I was gonna jump in both feet and go uh, full electric, and mm -hmm. I'm getting an EV uh, that's gonna be delivered uh, next Tuesday morning, so less than uh, a week away at this point. And you're getting through Carvana, I yes. understand. Mm -hmm. Please, I went and I had a terrible experience personally with Carvana oh, no. uh, that we illustrated on this show. So I really want to hear what your experience is with it. So I feel like I feel like what happened to me was an anomaly. They double sold a car, oh. and we found out two days before it was supposed to be delivered. So that is my experience. I have a feeling I'm an outlier. Um, so I'm really interested to hear what your experience is going through this process. Too. Yeah, I think you will be because there's been a lot of back and forth communication between them and myself. Oh, there was back and forth. Oh, we was had, there? We, there oh, was a okay. lot of back and forth. And there was when there was an the issue or, or no, well, no, there was there was a process because it took a month. Yeah. to get Everything approved. Right. For oh, the, wow. See, mine was in a day. OK. Oh, yeah. well, you know, it's a, you know, we we're getting financing and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then like two days are like, there's a problem with your order. I'm like, OK, what is it? Oh, it's like, no. yeah, we sold it to somebody else. What? You know, wow. like a weird thing duplicated in the system. And they went through the process on both of us. And the other person got in first. So it, it was a transport vehicle that we were trying to get for the work. Yeah. And uh, and we could not. Um, they gave us like a five hundred dollar credit. But the next model was like another couple hundred dollars a month and needed a down payment. And we couldn't apply the credit to even the down payment. Wow. To get going. And it had less features on top of everything. Yeah, that's horrible. Like they, they really it really kind of screwed us up. So we're like, yeah, we're done with that. So yeah, hopefully <laughs> mine I'll be OK. I know as soon as I put the order in, it went from like available to like take, sale pending. Yeah, and that's the thing like that didn't click apparently yeah. when the other person bought the same car. Okay. And we got in there right after them in that little window. Yeah. So, well but, as awesome as that is, that's actually not my awesome thing of the week. No, no, it's what you're going to be doing with it. Yeah, so I, you know, one of the concerns that I have had with the EV is like where do you plug in? Um and there's this great app. It's called PlugShare, and it's available for both Droid and it's also available on, on iPhone, and you can do it on the web. But from what I have read, it also integrates with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto right hmm. into your dash. 
And what it does is it pulls up all of the different public power plugs out there, um, charging stations out there from basically a, a variety of different uh, brands. So you can find them. And it also designates, like you can pull up each individual one and it will tell you what type of charger it is. It'll tell you how many kilowatts is going to that charger. And then they actually color code orange for um, a, a fast charge, like a level three charge, which is a level three is uh, within 20 minutes, you get 80% of your battery charged. Um, and then green, they, they have that orange for the high, the fast charge, and then green for level two, which is like eight hours. So that's like good. If you're going shopping, you can throw it on and you'll recover some of your battery life. Mm -hmm. um, so it shows you all of that. But the really, really cool feature, and this is the one that I was super excited about, is because the, the car I'm getting is a Spark, um, a Chevy Spark, and the range on the Chevy Spark isn't that great. So 90% mm -hmm. of what I'm doing no big deal. Um, but I do like to go on road trips occasionally. And with this app, you can actually map your route and it'll show you uh, your, you know, where you're going from to your destination. And then it'll show you all the charge points or, or charging stations in between. And then you can select the charging stations and add them to the route. Mm -hmm. And as you go along, because it actually, based on what, what you put in for your car, it knows what your car's capacity is so it'll show you the miles and as you click a station it'll change the color of the route to let you know that you're in the clear and you can build your way to your destination mm -hmm. with charge points along because the way. this is i mean this, this is one of the you know say hang-ups of, of electric vehicles it's not just hey stop at the gas station take like five minutes and you're on your way like it is a a, a process and a and time in order to do that appropriately yeah um so, so you have to plan that out if you yeah. can plan your route with fast charges you're golden because then it's yeah. just like a you know 20 but minutes and also like generally it's you know talk outliers like the outlier of i want to take my tesla and go cross country like that's there's not a lot of people doing that Right. No, and also point. with Tesla, there's a lot less stations available for Tesla. Right, because they have a is. very specialized charger yeah. thing, yeah. Um, so. But what's cool with this is, and it is, it depends on what part of the country you're in. Like, uh, around here, you can get to, like, for example, I can get to Cleveland actually relatively easily through mm -hmm. fast charges. But getting to Columbus is a little tricky. Going east, impossible. If I want to go east, I'm going to rent a car. Uh, the infrastructure is just not there at this point for my really? particular car. Really, getting closer, like you, you're talking about cross state, or when you get to like like the metropolitan on the coast. Once you get to the metropolitan area, it's you're fantastic. It's that middle ground in yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Like once you get to Harrisburg, it's great. It's just between, honestly, after you get out of Monroeville, it starts to get dicey. Mm. Even in like the North Huntington area, like the Sheets there has a lot of Tesla chargers, chargers, but not anything else anything regular, yeah. um, where, where sheets is finally starting to um, put charging stations in, and they always have fast ones in in a lot of their locations now um, and that's one thing that these gas stations really need to get on the the ball with because like dunkin donuts for example several dunkin donuts in this area they mm -hmm. have fast charges right there yep so i'll go there to charge my vehicle because i don't I rent, so I don't have the ability to put in a level two charger where I'm at. I can yeah. run a level one, uh, and that'll help some of the time. But my thoughts were I'll just go somewhere and charge it once a week. But Dunkin' Donuts, I can go there, get a cup of coffee for 20 minutes, have my vehicle charge, and leave. And Walmart's starting to put in chargers at their locations. Mm -hmm. Some Targets, uh, the Target in East Liberty has a fast charge. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, these gas stations need to get on it because, you know, they're worried about their, their business going away. Well, it will if they don't invest in electric because the car companies have pretty much made it clear that that's the direction they're moving in. Mm-hmm. So if these gas stations don't work to, to, to move into this now, they're going to be shut. They're going to end up going out of business because people are going to get used to going yes. to Walmart and Dunkin' Donuts yes. and places like yes. that. Because, I mean, uh, there was a, a good good chat about the gas thing and about uh, the, the gas companies themselves are not the ones that determine the price. I mean, they do a little bit, but not a lot because they're typically not making a lot of money on the gas. You know, it's the coming in and getting a hot dog. It and is coffee. Yeah. That is where they make money. And if they are like, but you know, also we're in this interesting spot, right? Where, where there's a balance where enough people still have gas. We got to put this infrastructure in, you know, and all these gas companies, you got, you know, sheets, uh, uh, you know, uh, otherwise, but like most of the BPs and the Sunokos that you see are still mom and pop operations. So like there, ha- I don't know, I don't know what that is. Cause it's gotta be a, a hefty expense. It and, is. And to yeah. be able to do that and, and well, see, yes and no, though. Know, it's like, it's like looking at solar panels. Like I'd love to get solar panels, but I can't find the price versus benefit, you know, spot on it with yeah. where my house is, you know, and, and everything that goes with it. Like, like I haven't, I haven't been able to figure that out yet. Right. If I live, if I'm living in California, it makes no, it makes absolute sense. You know, yeah. if I live further South, it makes absolute sense. In Pittsburgh, it makes about halfway sense. Right. So I almost wonder how expensive it is. And the only reason why I ask that is like some of the places I've been looking at on like trying to like plan out potential trips in the future mm-hmm. one of the charge stations was like outside of a funeral home and people were just <laughs> going there yeah and charging another one what? is like this guy's like small motel but he's like literally it says on the app because i guess they can put in their own uh, uh updates and it literally says on the app text me if you're coming uh, but if you don't, feel free to just plug in. Like these people clearly aren't like big business, so it's like, like Airbnb people. So maybe it is. I guess yeah. maybe it is. Maybe it is just putting like a two twenty line in your house. I'm wondering. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's more complicated than that. But I wonder if it's as cost prohibitive as yeah, you, know, you yeah. might think, you just because get, of some of the stuff I'm seeing. You 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 have to get a special connector and everything and whatever adapter. But yeah, I guess you just. But I almost wonder get if, an electrician and you're good, right? <laughs> well, I almost wonder if the company might help you with some of those uh, those costs because which company? Depending on, there's different companies that offer different charging stations. Okay, um, you're talking about like some kind of charging station. Like EVgo is one. Okay. Charge points okay. another. I almost wonder if they help with that cost because they can also actually charge. So some of these stations are not free. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the free ones are at different businesses that are trying to entice you to shop there. Right. Right. Um, but other or like a parking garage, like um, like one of my plans is uh, the. Port Authority, or not Port Authority, the Pittsburgh Parking Authority's garage by the Cultural District, not the Mellon Square one, but the other one. Um, you can go in there on weekends. It's five dollars all day, and then they have free charging stations inside of there. So I could fill up. I can like literally go after work, pull into the garage, throw my uh, car on the charger, go home, go to sleep, come back and get it, and head to to work or do whatever I want to do, and it'll cost me five bucks. So that's basically filling up your your car yeah, for, for five, five bucks. bucks so like you know there's there's those options but a lot of these places they charge you um either per minute or per uh amount used so it's way cheaper than gas but they're still making money so it wouldn't be surprising to me if maybe some of these companies i don't i don't know for sure but just a guess maybe they are 
off-putting some of these costs because they know they're getting into an area and they're able to make money mm-hmm. by just having it at that facility. So I and I don't I believe this has passed. Um, but they, they, I'm finding an article. Um, this this is from like like February of this year. Um, but I know there, this was in the news recently, and I believe this passed and is getting signed. Um, but there was a bill that was going through from the Biden administration of a $5 billion over five years national EV charging network. Mm-hmm. I believe that is going forward. I'm looking at a really quick Federal Highway Administration article on this thing. And, I, and I'm curious, like, maybe that's the that's the connecting tissue also. But also, um, and, and this is going to be a state by state needs to each state needs to provide a plan to get their funding kind of situation. Yes. So what is that? Is that going to be at all the rest stops? Is it going to be providing funding for these gas stations that are along So it's going to go routes? to gas stations right. is, the, so? is going to be what most of it is going to be. And mm-hmm. it's going to be along highway routes. Um, there's some complications with that in Western states, more mm-hmm. so than like around here. Because they're not- barely like, like, like we've been to the place the one desert where it's like, Hey, there's no gas station for 80 miles. Yes. You know, like that kind of thing, that kind and of gas, thing. And, and gas some of them, is twice as much because of it. And then there's also no electricity in a right, lot of these places because right. a lot of these requirements isn't so much like putting a gas station here. It's they're requiring them to have every so many miles. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're coming into issues where they're like, some of these States are like, look, we're with it. We'll do it, but we can't do it as frequently as you want because it just is not it just doesn't make and this is this is early days there will be um there will be road bumps this is early like well the the early adopters are already passed we're at like a medium adopter i think i was telling you beforehand there's like this this threshold like i think here or in england or something where it's like something like five percent are evs now that are being sold new Mm. that's just new that's wild. Um, that's right and that is when you see features in a car when you get to that fi- that mark it was something about when you get over that point this is when it it like that's the hockey stick that's the beginning of the hockey stick okay. of it taking off right um and i can't cite that i know it's been in the news lately there's some some article that was going around and it was on like at least two podcasts i listened to that's my research <laughs> so um they're doing so many cool things in other countries like you go to like apparently like some of these countries they're actually turning lamp posts into mm-hmm. ev charging stations oh, yeah. so like yeah because that would solve a lot of issues in cities like for yes. instance like with me i'm gonna if i want to charge at home it's gonna be level one yeah i'm gonna have to run an extension cord out of like i'm actually adding one of those adapters to um my light bulb in my at the bottom of my stairwell <laughs> okay. so that way i can keep my top door so locked. there are ways to do that you know because that yeah. was one question like you know uh, you know Missy and I talk about this all the time. It's like, we can't do it. We, we don't have like a dedicated, you know, street parking or garage or anything. It was like, well, you can just run a line out, right? Yeah. That's like, what I'm can doing. we park on our house? Yes. We can run a line out. That's what people do. That's mm-hmm. literally what people do. Um, so it was very interesting. Um, but uh, yeah. So I am, I am very interested in hearing about your EV uh, adventure. Yeah. And uh, and that will inform my decisions in the near future. That's, yeah, uh, that's all I'll, I can I'll keep say about updated. that. <laughs> my only suggestion for you especially is don't go with the Spark because no, I think... No, 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 no. I was looking at that. I'm like, oh, I've seen a Spark. I've seen the Bolts and the Spark I think is smaller than the Bolt. Um, and it's like... Well, no. not only that, like the range on the yeah, Spark is only yeah. 80 miles and well, you it, do so much traveling so with your video work. It's so hard because there's no, like, you know, if I replaced... If we were to get like this transport vehicle that becomes the thing that we go to gigs for, like in I'm going to Iowa next week or Chicago or the Poconos or Myrtle Beach, you know, mm-hmm. like that's the thing. Like EV is not there for us yet. 
especially you know, with that. Like I, mean, I think and I can't afford a Tesla truck. Okay, um. it's more feasible <laughs> if you were to get like another Chevy that's not a Spark. The problem is, is the Spark was their second yeah. EV vehicle, so uh, yes, um, the range wasn't isn't yeah. what it is. In, and like, those early ones, they were very small. There were that. There were those little. Those little, those little like golf cart size things I see driving around the South Hills, you know, um, you know, think guys like that, like that makes sense. I, mm. I get that, you know. Um, I, what I need probably is a Ford F one fifty Lightning. Yeah, <laughs> you know, to be quite honest. Oh yeah, something definitely. with high capacity. And, and they're like, honestly, they're not selling any more uh, than the Ford F one fifty was back when it was gas. No, they're not. They're not. But also, that's a fleet vehicle, and that's a whole other kind of thing. But we need to start thinking on a business side on our side. Yeah. So it's very interesting. It's very exciting. Um, I don't know if I know anybody else that has an EV. By the by the way, wow, EV, I'm at the, I'm I, at the I, cutting I, edge here. I it's, mean, yeah, no, of our regular friends, local yeah. friends. No, I don't think I do. I don't know somebody that owns a Tesla. You know, um, I think I know somebody that pre-ordered the Cybertruck though oh, <laughs> that cool. we worked with. But um, <laughs> but you know, and I've seen the Cybertruck twice now. So and and I saw the semi truck get rolled into the the to the speedway uh, last month. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it, yeah we've seen a lot of EVs th- thanks to our work. But um, no, absolutely. Well, my awesome thing is uh, more throwbacky. It's throwbacky with some new tech. Another thing that I don't have yet: uh, an Xbox Series X. And uh, there was a great article over at ExtremeTech.com. Uh, um, because you know, what do you do when you get this newfangled technology? You throw some old software on it, and somebody was able to get the Xbox Series X. No, that's you. How about this one here? Uh, to play, uh, to run Windows 98 SE, by the way, to play classic PC games. That is pretty sweet. <laughs> I am. Super, um, ex- actually, I'm, I'm actually excited about this. And you know me, I'm not much of a video game person, but mm-hmm. there was a, a short stretch in my life where I was actually really into gaming. And it was because um, it was very, like, community-based in storytelling. And it was ba- it was basically, uh, have you ever played Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was it. I got really super big on the into first that. One. What's that? Really big on the first one. Uh, Dark Forces, the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Dark Forces was cool, too, but... But the thing about Jedi Knight Dark Forces uh, 2 is it, it was the game itself was like, meh, but the multiplayer was incredible. Mm-hmm. And it was before, like, and this is one of my, like, I guess, I don't want to say it's a grievance, but um, I guess it is in a way. Multiplayer nowadays, there's a lack of creativity. And back then, like, it was so new. Everything was created by the, the fan base. So it mm-hmm. wasn't spoon-fed to you from Blizzard or yeah. whatever company. Yeah. It was like people had online message boards that they had forums, and they made their own story, and they came mm-hmm. up with their own criteria as to how you would go from being an apprentice to a Jedi Knight and a Jedi Master. And it was just this organic community through MSN mm-hmm. Gaming Zones, speaking of Microsoft. So there is there is stuff um, I think you'd be interested because I actually stumbled on it. I started playing again a little bit of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And they have a story generator, and actually, oh, and cool. a little bit to that. Also, check out the uh, the creative characters on WWE 2K, like the new version, because you can do everything from ring storylines to uh, you know the wrestlers themselves, obviously. And some of them are pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um. And there's a whole section for that, right? You know, same with like like I found myself. I just like I haven't played Assassin's Creed for a while. Let's see if I can get back into this game. And and I started playing it, and I and like first mission that came up was. I, I'm starting to get into it. I'm just like, oh, this is a user mission, 
right? Mm-hmm. And I could tell because I uh, I had to kill like eight of the bad guys in the in this fortress and help out this like fortress that was being defended, and uh, and this fort. Um, and and I beat like six of them and couldn't find the other two guys. <laughs> <laughs> like I was wandering around until I finally triggered it and and the guys came along or something, right? I was like, okay, that's 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 a user thing. That's fine, you know. Um, but no, I, I think I think what you're thinking of is what is now existing in your Roblox and your Minecrafts and things like that. That's yeah. it. And even Quake is a resurgence because they re-released it with new levels. Okay. <laughs> nice. Like my brother and I have been playing it. There's a new multiplayer mode that they threw in there. Um, and this is from um, like developers that have created like back when these creative maps like like Jedi Knight era like people that worked on them then are making new stuff and they're putting it into the game, you know, including like redesigns and, or the, 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 the doom 64 version or the, uh, I'm sorry, the N64 version of quake is in there and everything like that. It's very interesting what they're doing. Yeah. So, that sounds super cool, but I love dark forces too, because they literally had it in the instruction manual. This is how you add your own yeah. levels. Oh and yeah. Your own, like it was great, but they're there's really so many games in that area. X-wing Alliance is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, you know, missed like stuff mm-hmm. like that you know that was just like so cool and a lot of cool games that were on something like i played i played torok the dinosaur hunter and resident evil on my pc oh, when that nice. was really hard to do so with like a 3dfx add-in card and all this kind of stuff and they looked so cool then i go and like play the n64 version i'm like oh i played the right version <laughs> so <laughs> what was really funny with me in in that era is i had dsl we didn't have cable right um and that was back you know before fios and everything um yo i was rocking a dial up those days yeah oh okay there's still and there's still nothing other than dial up on that road wow so maybe i did have dial up i don't know i just know that my connection was super bad when Mm -hmm. i played it and i was i'm i've always been terrible at video games so dark forces uh two i actually i called myself the lag master and I would intentionally move really quick. My thing would lag. And that's how I was able to stay relevant in that game was because my my image would freeze and people would be attacking like something that wasn't there <laughs> because of the lag. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that was my strategy to surviving because, I, like I said, I'm horrible at video games. But, but I was able to survive that way. But either way, these guys, they um they 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 put it on the Xbox Series X. It's running Windows 98. They actually do have to create ISO files of the CDs. You can't just put a CD. It does have a CD drive, but yeah. you, they, I don't think they could get the CD drive to work with like interface appropriately okay. with the emulation. Um so I'm I'm really excited about that. I can't say that if, when I finally upgrade my Xbox from my OG Xbox 1 that mm. um which just feels like a giant toaster sitting on my coffee table, <laughs> honestly. Um, like, but you know, but some of those load times are getting pretty bad on newer games. Um, but th- th- this is fun. This is exciting, and I'd love to play some of these old games again in an easy way. I still have a stack of those games from that era, and it just, you know, to rebuild. And I love this video too. It- it's doing a lot of comparison of. Um, um, like they have a computer still running Voodoo three, Pentium two or three, uh, you know, specs. That's awesome. You know, so they're doing doing a side by side with that and everything. And they <laughs> say it runs like pretty good. It runs pretty pretty. Standard. I think it's something they should run with. I feel like that's the kind of thing that would entice someone who is unconventional yeah, you, like myself to getting you love that. If like Windows just said here is, well, I mean, they can still take a lot of these. I don't know. There's a, okay, there's actually a lot of muddiness that happens in there. <laughs> If they did that, mm-hmm. um, remember, you know, 
I, I don't know, are you an Xbox player? I can't remember. No. No. But so with Xbox, um, for them to move things from, like, it wasn't easy for them to say, okay, this game's just going to run on the next system, especially from, like, the Xbox original to the 360 to the one, mm-hmm. um, because there were different graphics chips. Oh, yeah. And so you have to, you know, there wasn't any de facto built-in compatibility with that. Because it was like, you know, the first year was like, uh, I think that you maybe have used NVIDIA in the first one, ATI in the second one, or even it was like maybe even an IBM or something. And then, you know, whatever they have now. Um, so they really had to build, like each game had to be tailored for the new software, basically. Like and emulated and tested and making sure there's no problems. And so now you can't just like, there's a lot of games that work. There's still a lot of misses. You Makes know? sense. Yeah. Especially if it's a game from like, uh, 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 an indie that doesn't have a lot of money, mm. um, a company that went out of business, something with IP, like like you know people that used to have the Marvel license from ten years ago. You're just good luck finding a digital version of those games. You know that's why I like trying to find discs of my like Wolverine's Revenge and Deadpool game because mm. Activision doesn't have the license anymore, so you can't you can't buy it digitally. Mm. Um, so, but you know that's the kind of stuff that goes into that. But I would love if they're just like, hey. Here's a button. Download this little package. Throw your OG Jedi Knight game on. This thing will emulate. You know, maybe God. Wait, what would they even do? I well, whatever whatever chip is in there. I would love that they just emulated that era's you know ATI Rage or <laughs> or you know whatever would get them going. Right? Yeah. Um. It would. Who has? Who, who bought Voodoo? Did Nvidia bought Voodoo. Maybe. I, I, I'm not I sure. Heard of, one of the companies, one of the, the two big graphics companies bought 3DFX. So technically, they own the API and could partner with them to apply this and play the old games. Oh. But, you know, they would rather repackage these games so you'll yeah, buy them again. Because half of the games that you've talked about were on the Xbox, which they have made compatible. I believe I do have Jedi Knight 2 in my library from Gold in my xbox yeah and my thing is is like i remember seeing that but it, like it jedi knight 2 like i said it wasn't really a great game for one in like and it was <laughs> like it was in even the multiplayer isn't that great it mm. was the 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 creating your own levels oh, in yeah. the community that surrounded it that made it fun um, i feel like you can't replicate that particular game <laughs> <laughs> the potter's telling me from before back in 09 when he tested a volt i saw that i ran a cord out my window yeah i mean well that's what, what i was thinking do. about doing until i thought of the light bulb thing and i'm yeah. like well if i do the light bulb thing i don't have to keep the windows open mm-hmm. you know it's a lot easier it's still not running a line as much but i was thinking exactly that it's like um, i want to run it's like it's like it's like that patchwork of new technology it's like i want to put in I want to put in automated, like, you know, switches and things. And you just look around your house and you realize it was built in the 1930s. And you're like, I can't possibly do this in this house. You know, <laughs> like things oh, like that. They actually you know? make it pretty easy. They have so many light bulbs that are hub free. Sure. There's light, uh, yeah, light bulbs and things like that. But yeah. like, we're get, I mean, we're at the point now, but like five years ago, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, how yeah, do yeah. I patchwork this thing together with my old technology and the new technology and things like that you know my house is pretty like you know shoddy but i have like you know speech you know speakers in it you know Mm -hmm. um it's not modernized by any by any any stretch of the imagination maybe like 40 years ago it was anyways um but hey you know what is uh timeless 
Our good friends at Slice on Broadway, New York City style, Yinzer Bade, Beachview, Carnegie, East End, North Hills. And last I knew, they got a pop-up over down in the South South Side Works. And uh, Brian's enjoying it as well. We like to feed our guests in there. And thank you, Slice on Broadway, for helping us feed our guests and making sure we get a little pizza-eating ASMR for our podcast listeners. I'm just going to let that sit on the chewing for a minute. Slice on Broadway. You can make chew sounds, too. Um, <laughs> let's uh, see what else we got here in the lineup. We got a lot of uh, great stories going on. Um, first of all, let me see. I think we had another game one of sorts. Or No, let's let's hop to this one, actually. Yeah, let's, let's go do this one. Um, I was excited about this, and I immediately sent it to some friends uh, one of our friends that does Top Rope Tabletop, which is our pro wrestlers Dungeons and Dragons group that was here last Friday. Um, he's a big Blue Ranger fan, the Power Rangers. And when I saw this come up, Hasbro will 3D print your face onto its iconic action figures. And you see in, from the image here, we got some G.I. Joe, some uh, Power Rangers, and some uh, uh, Ghostbusters action, right? Unfortunately, I sent it to him and he says they do not have the Blue Ranger. Aww. What? Lame. Come on. Make make a young wrestler's dreams come true, Hasbro. Come on. Um, but yeah, you, you, you log in their site, which is uh, linked right here. Uh, HasbroPulse.com looks like it has it. And this is the selfie series. Because of course. Because it's 2022. <laughs> um, it's a selfie series. And apparently you go through this process. And you can special order. Not Siri, go away. Um, you can special order your. Um, this page is taking forever. Look, I need to. Well, you sort of have already been commemorated as an action figure. I, I have actually, yes, the full body action figure, I suppose, right? So, if I were to be, if you were to turn me into an action figure, what character would my well, face uh, be on? Well, I don't know. I, mean, well, I think. Well, I think in this case, it's kind of a self. Like, what would you want to be? What? What? Are, what what was your action figure that you always wanted to be? Myself, I always wanted to be a Ninja Turtle, so that gets a little bit awkward. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like the turtles as well. I I did play with them a lot when I was a kid. I don't know, but what? How what do you see me as, Sorg? That's what I really oh, want to know. Geez. How do you see me? I don't know. Well, there's there's the action figure. I mean, I'm the bottom of the barrel as far as like guests on the awesome cast. So it's got to be like some <laughs> lowly. Like you probably see me as like a foot soldier. So like Oscar the Grouch. Like, what are you talking about here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's the uh, for guys on video. That's the uh, that's that is the cool. Little yeah. little like this, and I don't know if the scale uh, uh, translates here. It's one of those little D and D like little figurine kind of things that our friends. Over there, made and it's, it's really sick. cool because this is this is from Hero Forge that we've talked about on the show before, mm. where you can do a customized thing and you can do your character or you can do yourself or something like that. And they gave me that for the help I've been uh, giving them on those shows. Um, man, I I don't know, man. You're thinking '80s, like you want to be a Silverhawk or something or a Thundercat, maybe? That would be pretty cool. See, I thought like you know coming on today, I thought you'd be like, oh the. The foot soldier, the uh, I'm trying to think what else do we have? The the nameless extra in GI Joe. The putties from Power um, Rangers. Yeah, the putties. I'm just, I'm just going on your path here, so <laughs> I, that you're presenting here. So um, um, yeah, the uh, 
I don't know any of the nameless Transformers that that bit it in the movie. No, uh, I wouldn't even make it the Transformer class. <laughs> I'd be like the kid that everyone is annoyed with. <laughs> That's me. I'd be that action figure. You know, Sorg's gonna be Optimus Prime, and I'll be like the kid like that everybody like watches the show and they're just like oh please why megatron this, why are they just shoot this kid please <laughs> megatron squish this kid out of your boot you know yeah it's always like a kid on there like i don't get it there was like three of them in the one of the anime ones so i know what are we doing i'm here for the big robots that's right uh, i don't know um but hey let us know if you guys are looking out there i know there's some action figure uh collectors in our in our group that are Swords, probably i'm shia labeouf I would of this like I mean it's like it's like Ghostbusters, Power Rangers, and uh, GI Joe so far. Like I I could I could be a, I could do a Ghostbusters. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. This is one that. This is <laughs> staying on the games for a second. How about Wordle the board game? I saw that. Yeah. I still have to learn what Wordle is. I tried to play <laughs> it once and I was like confused. Um. It seems like a, just a harder wordle because yeah. how would you set this up? Um, but yeah, Hasbro and New York Times games are planning a physical release for the game's anniversary. And of course, New York Times has bought it from the uh, wonderful person who was uh, in, intended to just do it as a free experiment, I think, to entertain his wife or girlfriend okay. during COVID. Um, and of course, become this whole thing because it became too big for him to manage. As it just exploded. Somebody in the comments on that website said, um, that doesn't that already exist? Isn't it Scrabble? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Um, or Boggle or, yeah. you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's called Scrabble. <laughs> uh, that was mine too. It was like, I was like, this feels like, like adapting this to real world, like turns it into Boggle. Right. Um, but it's out there and you can get it if you're really in the world and got to get some physical wordle on or you want to in- introduce wordle to your grandma who's yeah. not going to use a phone you have this as an option well if you know it saves the newspaper industry by turning a app into a board game i'm all mm-hmm. for it <laughs> i've been very excited we talked about this months ago uh there's a game that just came out i think today or tomorrow called stray i'm I'm trying not to pick it up. Uh, <laughs> you, you're a cat in a post-apocalyptic future or cyberpunk oh, yeah. future, but the cat physics are spot on apparently. And e- and to go along with that, apparently um, you can get a limited edition cat backpack in conjunction with um, Travel Cat is the company, uh, pet accessory maker Travel Cat. And uh, you can get your stray, and you see it's got the little stray logo. So, <laughs> and it looks kind of futuristic. I don't know what cat backpacks usually look like. I saw a dog hanging out of a backpack on the back of a bicycle <laughs> the other day when I was doing some walking. But um, uh, yeah, that's it. That's. Uh, I have a few like really big cat lovers who I'm gonna share that with when I saw that. Can I'm I like, just put my neat. chihuahua in this thing? Probably. Yeah, it even says on there medium size, mediumish size dogs medium it actually ish. says ish medium ish oh, size dogs um That's so yeah tempted. you could definitely that is definitely tempting oh, look at that little bulb thing yeah that is pretty cool so i don't know i just feel like i don't know i feel like i feel like putting like i was like can i put my dog in my backpack and just take him along with me because i feel like i go on too long of uh walks that he would want to because i'm starting to hike and stuff yeah, I, like, I saw like, that. I can't take my chihuahua on a hike. Let me know. Like, you know I'm on always, a two-mile hike. You know? I'm always into walking and, yes. and hiking. So um, I'm discovering. I'm dis- discovering my hikingness. Uh, since I'm here, you know, and 
trying to develop good habits before I get on the road again. I, I saw so. you, yeah, yeah, I saw you on the Rivers Trail, and I will say like one cool thing about that trail is it every side of the rivers a, a different feel. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely worth like exploring like all of it because it all has a different like absolutely essence to it. Yeah, yeah, and even like you know right now I'm kind of doing a um, I'm trying to make myself do two two miles a day. Mm-hmm. I'm on a I'm on day. Uh, nine of that um and uh now i have another week to instill that before i start traveling again and uh figure out how i'm going to keep doing that uh so especially on some of the busy days i have planned Mm -hmm. um but uh uh it's been very cool and and i don't want to get into it too too much now i want to wait till katie comes back on or and or partner as well so we can have a big kind of uh, a walking tech throwdown but um you know all trails i know katie uh 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 introduced me to already signed up for it <laughs> it's like 35 bucks for the year it's like nice. yeah i'm gonna use this um also the allegheny county trails app is really good um i mean i use it at Sellers cabin and um and i appreciated it it was just like i found it like literally i was looking at a map for the trail and they had a qr code and you download it and it's like oh cool here's all the trails because i found like an old map that probably wasn't accurate <laughs> yeah <laughs> online because i'm trying to figure out what's what i'm like yeah this is the trail i want to do and it's just like if i didn't have that who knows where I would have ended up. Yeah, <laughs> that would be moments. super helpful, too, because I'm just thinking, like, Settler's Cabin. Like, I don't know if it's changed since when I was last there, but it was, like, the trail would just dump you off into, like, a, like a clearing, and then you just have to, like, walk along the I, side yeah, of the road and search yeah. for, like, what might be the other. I was warned about that. They have a hash yeah. system, and it's sometimes I'm just, like, like, I went to the one intersection there, and I'm just, like, I don't see the color marks. Yeah. Like, if I didn't have this map to tell me that's the way I need to go and not this way... Like, I don't know. And then part of me in my head is like, well, if I get too lost and end up on the other end and, and I can just Uber back to my car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably so. Um, but, you know, we're not that far out of the city and actually very close to the airport. So there should be plenty of Ubers around. Mm-hmm. We're like, hi, just come out to the woods. And <laughs> this is not suspicious at all. Not at all. Not even more suspicious. Some places I had to take people when I was doing Uber. <laughs> oh, boy. There's sure. some sketchy ones. Um, let's see what else we got here. Amanda, oh, I give Amanda credit for uh, the 3D printing her face onto the action figures as well nice. um, that I didn't mention before. So, um, do, 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 do. no, don't want to talk about that. that's bad news. Uh, Twitter is testing a new reminder encouraging users to write image descriptions. This is something I wish we had Katie here to talk about because she's she's um been really big. She's told us about the image descriptions, which has been implemented in a while for Twitter. I don't remember to do it, but it's really an accessibility thing. Um, oh, probably okay. on my level, it's not quite a big deal, but if I'm working with a brand that multiple, multiple people are going to be a part of, um, so they're adding, it's talking about, you know, adding the, the, the descriptive text for Twitter made it more accessible, but it's going to actually like, you know, how, how we kind of get reminded that's the button, uh, how we get reminded like, um, Hey, did you want to read that article you're retweeting <laughs> that we get sometimes now? Mm-hmm. Um, which is, yeah, yes. I'm so glad. Don't forget to make your image accessible. Um, I think that's a really good thing to make it. Image descriptions have been were first introduced in Twitter in 2016, and I bet you didn't know it was there. I didn't know it was there, right? No. Um, but you know, it makes it accessible, but also makes it more searchable too, right? Like, yeah. like your image could pop up in Google Image Search, you know, potentially. I would imagine um, things like that. So, um, but yeah, they will prompt people to capture. Um, you can talk. You can, of course, toggle off the reminder, but looks like it's going to default as on. Um, but uh, yeah. But but I, I again I think that's that's a perfect to introduce 
something like that. It's something that hopefully social media professionals knew, and who knows? I think it's great. Yeah, I didn't even, you know, it's something that I didn't even think about until I mm. saw it uh, on the borough of Millvale. They posted something, and they wrote the text on the picture in the Facebook post, and somebody commented and, and thanked them, saying that, you know, it, it's such a big deal for mm -hmm. um, them. I think it was they were talking about themselves, either, either them or a friend, about how they were able to engage with this post because of that. And I mm -hmm. thought, you know, I never even considered And, and something it. for PJX Museums, I, I yeah. think that is something you guys should consider, actually. Oh, it in, is, in yeah. Your strategies, um, because you are, you know, such a broad, you know, group of, of people who would be checking out your stuff. Um, like that, that's exactly the audience I think should definitely be accessible. Right. Yeah. So, well, another thing that you can think about for PGS museums, um, this is one, and I think did Katie, I feel like Katie shared this with me. Uh, Instagram creators can now lock photos and reels behind a paywall. Okay. Um, so I, I guess, you know, th I mean, everybody's kind of doing this now. We have super tweets and things like that, right? So if you are an influencer, if you are a business, if you have a subscriber kind of base or, you know, a base that you could become subscribers, it's another way to kind of build that up too. Um, everybody's rolling these out. You know, it makes sense. It, ma it, makes, it, it makes sense for, you know, yeah, basically any influencer that has a big audience that wants to see more of that influencer. Right. Meta only fans. Meta only fans or um but no, I, I think informational things would be important too. Um, you know, I'm thinking of like podcasts that I listen to, like Twit, they have their club twit stuff, and they have um the the subscribe feature on Apple where it will do extra episodes and you know, I mean you can say you can do the same thing behind Patreon too. Mm -hmm. But now you're doing it where your audience is, right? Because if we do Patreon I got to get all you guys to come to Patreon, right? To say, hey, we got stuff over here. It's another social network. But if you are fortunate that, well, 80% of our audience is on Instagram, do this. That's where all the behind the scenes goes. That's where all your extra content goes, where your informational content goes. It definitely um, depends on on your business it model. Does. It like, absolutely Like you had does. mentioned PGH Museums, and this would actually be a detriment to it our would business be. model yes. because our goal is to get people on the website. Mm -hmm. That's why we ended yeah. up paying more money to Squarespace instead of doing a Patreon mm -hmm. because, you know, we want we don't want people to leave our website. We want right. them to utilize right. our And services. your membership, the benefit of your membership is the brick and mortar going to the museums, right? So, no, it, it's a supporters program, and basically... What it is is it's it's like we we offer a supporters card, a perks card, um, where you can get discounts at different museums. You can also get discounts on like certain art purchases right. and framing right, right, and right. things like that. But that's more of like a thank you for your support. It's you got to think about it like kind of like NPR when you donate to your local NPR station and they mm -hmm. send you a pair of socks. Mm -hmm. Those socks are not worth the donation. Okay. Um, now, actually, our Supporters card, you can actually redeem more than what you're paying if you utilize all of those services. Yes. But the idea is we're, just, we're thanking you for your support of our work and allowing us to, to be able to do um, what we, you know, what, are, what we're striving to do. So with this, our is for, this is for somebody that is an Instagram influencer. Yeah. Or, like, or at least their, bills, their business is relatively built on Instagram as a content, mm -hmm. a content creator on Instagram. Yeah. It has to be. Oh, has definitely. And so. I never really, I mean, that's something I, I never really understood. Um, I, don't, I don't understand why people get so into influencers, but uh, good for them. They're making a lot of money. Direct access to people. You know what I mean? In, to interesting people. 
That's what it is. I, that, that's it. I never that's, find any of them interesting. It's, it's, that's well, the because because <laughs> you're not a teenager. Okay, uh, I guess like so. that's that's the difference. And this is the biggest thing too. Is is on top of, um, you know, what were they, you know part of part of the young the younger generation not getting jobs because they're looking at people that they're watching who are on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and saying that's what I want to do, right? Versus we're sitting here watching TV. I want to be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, not a lot of people can be Hulk Hogan, but a lot more people can be, uh, I want to say Mr. Beast because he's such an outlier too, but I'm trying to think of an influencer or someone. Random the, person who the, just goes and does stupid skits or the, pranks. The person that does the news under her desk. Uh, that yeah. I can't remember. I don't know. I just it's the news under the under my desk account. <laughs> okay, know. so now that it's actually cool. And I started listening to her podcast. That's the kind too. of insta of influencer I can get right, behind because right. that's actually creative. But that's exactly the thing, right? Yeah. So like presume presume she's on Instagram or TikTok has a similar fit, you know thing. I want more of you. Yeah. You're the person I mentioned. I love how you tell me the news and tell me you know the podcast. I listened to the first time the podcast is because she plugged it on on her uh, on her TikTok and I'm like, which well, just like great. It worked, right? Um, uh, so I listened to it. I was like, this is fantastic. And it's very interesting news items, kind of NPR-y a little bit, you know, but, you know, with with her own spin on it and everything, right? And I was just like, this is perfect. Like, because, you know, it's 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 called a personality, you know, especially one of these platforms. And if people are, you are the product. We talk a lot to the pro wrestlers when we talk social media. You are the product, yeah. right? If you're a TikToker. You are the product. See, right? to me, that's like creative and interesting. Like yes. what I when I think influencer, I guess I'm always thinking of like, here's some like snotty brat who's like spoiled and whining <laughs> and like throwing a temper tantrum, and everyone thinks they're cool and, and pays attention. Now, the well, person of the news under the desk, that's like providing a service sure. that is in a creative way yeah. that is fun. Well, there's um, yeah, some there, like that. There, there, there's there's all of that, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you're talking to the person that I was helping doing bang videos for for a girl that was on Dance Moms, you know, <laughs> several years ago. So like like there's some business here, but also that's somebody that was on television. So like, yeah. I consider that a different thing you know that's still an influencer thing right and she's doing she's dancing and doing whatever and being a teenager or whatever i think she's graduated this year um but uh you know but there's so many listen i've watched i've watched my friends kids with their youtube accounts when we're like over watching pay-per-views and i'm like and they watch the weirdest things that we'll never understand um that is those are all opportunities for business right because they're growing into that versus watching three channels like i did growing up yeah right um and i'm not that old it's just i didn't have cable until 96 uh so it feels like i'm older uh when i say something like that so because everybody yes. else i everybody else i knew we had cable yeah, yeah everybody else thing. i knew had cable at that point that yeah. growing up right for the most part it was just, you know, I was a weird outlier. You know what? It's it, it wasn't really worth it. You were probably better <laughs> off not having cable. <laughs> I know, I know. See, I know. we had cable, but I didn't get any of the benefits of it because, uh, you know, we had the one TV. Well, if I so. had it in town, to my knowledge, that's the small town that I that I lived, like that I went to school in, didn't even carry MTV. Yeah, because the town decided they weren't going to carry MTV. <laughs> so, we just had the one because TV. Because it was so was, bad in the late eighties. Yeah. Was, with us, it was whatever my dad wanted to watch, and that's yeah, what yeah, it was yeah, on. Exactly. So it's not like nowadays where everybody has a TV in their room. 
<laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, we we started that early. We should we had like one or two satellite boxes connected to all the TVs in the house. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it was like I'm watching wrestling in my room. Who tamed the channel in the living room? Because that was the closest <laughs> one to me. That's funny. it was like worse than it was like, you know, the whole like you pick up the phone and screwed up your quake game online because you had like just one phone line mm, in the house. Yeah, so I was. Listen, I was very, very. My parents were very, very good to me. And like they actually installed a second phone line that went to my room because <laughs> I was the That's one using because awesome. I was the core person using the Internet. And then we put one in the in the main room, too everybody you know and and i maintained that for everybody and then you know and then and then we did the the satellite dish and again you only had so many boxes and so we just split it just like we did with the antenna right to everybody's room we had the infrastructure there yeah and the rotor and everything and uh it was just like well i hope we all want to watch wrestling tonight or this program or that program because that's the choice you know and and eventually we got a second box down the line (laughs) so it's like cool now, now dad's got one in his room, you know, that's, he can actually just do whatever he wants now, you know? So, um, but yeah, it was, it's just one of those things. Oh boy. Those are the days. Brian, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, we, I think we already did a soft plug for PJ's museums right there. Yeah, yeah. You like how I worked that in there? So thank you. <laughs> you know, check it, uh, out. check it out. Very good resource um, to, you know, as we, if you're, if you're like, it's been it's been three years since I've been to museums because you know the world. Um, we have over four hundred museums, galleries, and historic sites there. that you can explore. It's been there quietly updating and being ready for you to go back into the world and say, "Oh, these are the museums." Now's oh, the time. Let's re-explore. They're like, like I'm, I'm like, I'm re-exploring Pittsburgh because I can go out and do things, and I'm not, you know, like, like we all had to step back, and now we're like relearning new things, and let's make some new habits, including go visit your local museum That's or right. museum type facility, because I know there's some very interesting things in there. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. All right, go check that out, and of course, please check out everything awesomecast.com and sorgatronmedia.com for all the great episodes. Fishing without bait returned this weekend. A little bit of sabbatical and a little bit of uh, something happened to some of those episodes that I have no idea and I can't explain it, and I don't want to do it again. Uh, so, and uh, so much more fun coming up here. Um, and I will, I will give a shout out to, if you want to, and if you like drinking and you, um, want to experience some professional wrestling, um, can I invite you to MV Young's Backyard Barbecue at Voodoo Brewing in New Kent? Uh, that is going to be an event that we're going to be working on the live stream for this weekend. Um, so, and, uh, MV has a history of doing some very interesting shows uh including some very interesting shows in in new york city uh where he resided previously and including uh (laughs) some interesting um off the book shows that happened here and there uh called the polyam cult parties so um but no there were there's some fun wrestling events um it's not as weird as it sounds and uh, i think you'd have a lot of fun out there there's a fantastic video promoting it um that uh, that i've shared on my timeline on sorgatron on the Twitters and indie wrestling, uh, indie wrestling.us on the Twitter as well. Um, thank you everybody for joining us. You have been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron media podcast network. 
Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.